All right. Episode. I guess on my eye. 65. You're not going to introduce us? I'm Adrian Trott. This is. Ariel Cormendi. Ariel Cormendi. Welcome to KT Confidential. Episode 60, 65. So I'm. I'm. Starting to get into the groove here with Ian and how he's doing our sound checks and che- checking in on uh, volumes and and just um, setting everything up. And his routine, yes, is asking us what we had for breakfast. Right. So I'm curious. I feel like on podcast days now, I really need to have a healthy breakfast. <laughs> Rice Krispies. It <laughs> doesn't cut it. I'm going to be hungry how, in how half did an you, hour. How did you end up eating Rice Krispies uh, this was morning? Just, That's... I didn't sleep well, so I got up later than usual and I just rushed. Right. So it is what it is. I'll have a healthier lunch and make up for it. It's a lot of sugar to be uh, consuming. You know, I is don't... Is there sugar in Rice Krispies? Uh, yeah. Interesting. There's sugar and milk even. Yes, that's true. You know, it actually brings up a quick topic uh, that totally not real estate related. But now that I have kids, I start thinking back to me as a, a as a child. And boy, has life and, and the way people live evolved from how we lived in the 80s and even into the 90s. Because I remember my breakfast as a child. Sometimes they were healthy, but oftentimes, oftentimes they were those Cereal. sugary, sugary ones. Cereals like Lucky Charms. What were your favorite? Lucky Charms was guilty. We have a box in our Lucky in Charms pantry right now. Do you? Yeah. I don't think we've had any kind of sugary cereals in in our pantry for a while. Although we do buy the uh, whole wheat frosted. We have those, uh, but not the frosted. F- no, uh, the uh, like the organic. I ones, can't remember uh, what they're called. Whole Foods. I can picture it. Shredded wheat, shredded, something, shreddies, like that. Shreddies. something like that. Um, but yeah, I think back to when I was a kid and all the crap that my parents gave me, like even the juice boxes. Oh yeah. Like I think about what my lunch was: peanut butter and jelly. The jelly is loaded with sugar. A juice box. And the peanut butter probably was too, wasn't probably, probably. 100% natural no, peanut butter. They didn't even right. exist back right. then. Peanut butter back then lasted for like three years in your in your pantry. Yes. Um, you know, maybe some kind of a fruit and like gummy snacks or like a, a treat. All sugar. Yeah. And then, you know, you wonder why kids are... Acting up or whatever, you're just pumping them with with sugar. And so that's one good change I think that's come around in this day and age. People are more aware of that stuff. One bad thing I think is how everyone is so germaphobic. We'll say, uh, and they Lysol wipe everything. They clean their hands all the time, and they're never exposed to germs. I think like this. What's after millennials? Gen X? No, they're older. Gen X, millennial. Anyways, the younger generation, as they get, there's going to be so many problems as they get older. Because they've not built up the immunities they need. Right. I was playing in the dirt, eating dirt. Wasn't washing my hands every time I came in. Sorry, I'm almost going to sneeze there. Sorry, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We had the office clean this morning, and I think... They used some weird chemicals really strong. 
They obviously didn't get our no send policy. Right. Put so your... we have a couple of topics to talk about Are in you, today's okay, podcast. I was going to give you a hard time for looking what? at your phone, but you're looking at the topics. Yeah, why are you going to give me a hard time for looking at my phone? Because it's rude. I put mine away. Oh, it's not upside down. <laughs> Although mine's ringing half the time. So one of our good clients uh, who has done business with us in the past just signed on for his new listing that we will be bringing to market later this year. Uh, he asks, how much should I spend on appliances and does the brand make a difference? And he was he went as far as being specific about brand. So he was saying in a million dollar... If I recall correctly, he said something along the lines of screwing up your video today. That's fine. We'll just cut to my camera in a million dollar home. Does it make a difference if you have any specified Samsung appliances versus having something like Wolf, Sub-Zero, a more luxurious brand, high end brand of appliance? So, first of all, what's a million-dollar home? Where's the million-dollar home? A million-dollar home in Toronto is a rundown piece of junk. That it's a condo. Doesn't, yeah. So, but in, so for this particular topic, we'll say you're in the burbs. So this is, uh, let's say, Milton. You're in Halton region. Um, well, even that makes a difference because Milton million yes, dollars that's true. and Mississauga Oakville. million dollars or, or even 10 minutes or Oakville. Oakville or Burlington or. Yeah. But I guess you have to generalize a little bit. But here's the thing. You got to keep it relative to the house. Right. Relative to the neighborhood. Right. Going above and beyond relative is what, what to the we price range refer of, to, but but even like you as see, an over improvement, you talk about million dollars in Toronto. What does it get you? And I said, okay, it gets you a condo, decent condo. I think it makes a difference in in a million dollar condo, right? Do you have in Toronto? I don't know what a million bucks buys you about uh, how many square feet right now? Eight hundred, so eight hundred square foot condo, nine hundred maybe. Uh, it depends on a million bucks. If you have basic GE appliances, right. it's affecting your value. For sure. If you have nice sub-zero appliances. I don't think you have to go that far, though, because we're talking like you okay, can... Okay, Electrolux? Like, what are you sure. doing? Well, Mid, even, middle grade? Well, even GE, um, LG, um, KitchenAid, they have nice lines within their appliances. Um, right. More built-in type of, you know, get a slide-in gas range for... Three to five thousand dollars instead of spending ten or more. So, on an average home, <clears throat> let's say, all right, the 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 square footage seems to be between two thousand and twenty five hundred square feet. That's the comfort zone for most of our buyers, most of our demographic that's buying or selling seems to be within that square footage. I right? would argue it's pushing up to three now. Up to three. So let's say 2,500 yeah. is the average. Yeah. 2,500 square foot home in Milton. Right now, you're about a million bucks. How much, if, if, if the home has no appliances, how much are you spending? How much should you spend on appliances? We're just talking kitchen? 
Let's talk about all of them because I think everybody <clears> wants <throat> to know. And if you're buying a new home, you need to budget for I'm it. I'm trying to remember how much I spent. <clears throat> oh, what you spent that was a while 10 ago. years ago. Uh, so I would think it. Washer, let's start with the washer and dryer. That's the easy one. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth investing in a decent washer and dryer. Because, is there such a thing as a high-end? I mean, I've seen some weird brands I'm not familiar with. But outside of... Because everyone's got Samsung, Algae, Whirlpool, kind of. Right. Is there a higher-end brand for washer and dryer? I wouldn't even know. Well, Electrolux. Electrolux, I guess they do. I've not, I don't think I've ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one just uh, this week, actually. So I don't think that would be... I don't know what the price point would be. They're not that... Much different. And okay. I think uh, as a combination, if you're budgeting for three grand for yeah. your washer and dryer, you're getting a good set. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't, I don't so, think you should spend more than that. So there's three grand. Okay. Dishwasher? Thousand bucks. Uh, if there's an area in your kitchen to upgrade, if you have children especially, go all in on the dishwasher. Well, I'll tell you from experience. <clears throat> so... I thought I went all in with the Electrolux. I same like one mine. that you have. I like mine. I don't know. Yeah, but you wash your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Yes, that's true. So for me, it works. Yeah, but obviously. You know what I? Th- you know what I? Th- you know what I think is uh, really important with the dishwasher, especially in ninety nine percent of the houses that are being built now, is a very quiet dishwasher. I'll give it. I'll give that Electrolux dishwasher that. Mm-hmm. It's super quiet. Yeah. It's really nice. So I did not like uh, the way the top racks were cleaning. It it really had to be washed twice to even the bottom rack, I found. Did you put it on the uh, heavy duty? I tried every cycle in that yeah. thing. I don't know what happened. Maybe something got clogged. I couldn't stand it anymore. And Natalie just gave me the heat that, okay, we need a new one. Finally, there was a... A sale that came up um, at Lowe's. They you had got it. a Bosch. And let me tell you. I've heard good things. This dishwasher is awesome. You know when you have like, you ever have a uh, soft boiled or a, 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 an egg that has the yolk just running and then it dries on the plate? That does not come off. Comes off in this dishwasher. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. You get cheese on the plate. Like I would even challenge somebody to like reheat a pizza with overspilt cheese on the plate and just leave it sitting there and then throw it in this dishwasher. It probably will come out sparkling. Um, The only negative, it's not even a negative. It doesn't have a drying system like a typical drying system. So it's drying by the steam and air. So when the cycle is done, you have to open the door a little bit, let the steam out. And the dishes still do come out a little bit wet, but sparkling clean. I love it. And on sale, with further negotiation, it was about 1500 bucks. Really? I can't remember how much. Okay, so maybe I'm late at 1000 All right, so we're at 4500 Yeah. Um, now, you see, it depends if you're getting any built-ins. Right. That makes a difference. Yes. Like I have the built-in oven, built-in microwave. So if you're getting those, you're, you start spending quite a bit of money. So let's go to the fridge. Most people want... Have to get counter depth. 
Yeah, spend the ex- stop being cheap. Spend the extra two, three hundred bucks, please. Yeah. Get the counter depth. I can't stand when the fridge is like sticking I know. out. It looks, and then you have a nice kitchen, and it sticks out five, six oh, inches. Man. It looks terrible. And you know what's even worse is when you get somebody that spent an extra twenty grand in upgrades in their kitchen. Yeah, and then they got this fifteen hundred dollar fridge. I don't that understand the idea. I wonder if some people are doing it because they think they get more room in it. Well, you do, but not a whole lot. It's certainly not worth it. How many extra large pizzas are you eating that you need that extra room, right? Right. I don't know. Anyway, get the counter depth fridge. Right. Most people want a French door or a double door um, with. There is another great upgrade, right, Adrian? And get get the water and ice dispensers. Yes. And get one that fits the space perfectly. Mm -hmm. Don't get a little dinky fridge that leaves, you know, six inches above it and three on either side. Get a... Properly fitted fridge. Measure it out. To the space. So if it's a resale home, take a measuring tape, measure it out. If it's a new home, they'll actually customize right. the, the cabinetry to the specifications, if you ask them, yeah. uh, of that fridge. So buy the fridge in advance or put a deposit on it. Get the manufacturer specs like we did. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and it's nice because you'll get you know no space around. If it's counter depth, it just... Looks as part of the cabinetry almost. It's quite nice. Yeah. So three grand. Yeah, put that. Okay. So what are we at now? 7,500 bucks. Now let's assume not built in. Okay. So you're just getting a a stove and a range hood fan. A a range and a range hood. Range and a range. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, Yeah. The range hood. I would think similar to a dishwasher. Maybe a bit less. So you're talking chimney style? Chimney style. Most people want that now, yes. right? Yeah. Like standalone. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not want don't ask me because I splurged on mine. I know you did. I definitely splurged on mine. Yours and it's is, awesome. Uh, it's loud it? as hell. Is it? It's so loud. Natalie can't stand it. I think it. that's one thing, is they're they are super loud. Yeah, but they'll suck your face off if you get close <laughs> enough to it. Like <laughs> What brand is it again? Bertazzoni. It's Bertazzoni, from, right. It's yeah. from Italy. You got it. Does it, it actually comes from Italy when you ordered it. Yep. That's why it took a while. Yeah. Does your chimney go all the way to the ceiling? Yeah. Right. So does mine. I hate Well, I had to get... Like an extension. An extension piece. That's something that people don't do. And you'll see like they have this nice chimney style hood and then the chimney goes <laughs> up stops two like feet, eight inches. And it's like super yeah. far from the ceiling. <laughs> Looks so, ridiculous. It does. It looks really silly. I, well, you see it most of the time because they're built for eight foot ceilings or something, and yes. then they get the nine foot, or they're built for nine foot, and you get the ten foot. Right. Get so the make sure you get an extension so the chimney goes all the way to the ceiling, and make sure that you're measuring the right distance from your range to the actual hood. Because sometimes yes. I see it too low or too high. Yeah. Um, or you see, I've seen some people where they have. Upper cabinets. Stop over blocking the, my face. Over the range. <laughs> they have upper cabinets over the range. And yes. uh, <laughs> tell me more. And and they had like a traditional under cabinet range hood. And then they decide, oh, I'm going to get a fancy range hood. And they install it in the same spot. And it's like 12 inches over the, the, right. the stovetop. Yeah. So. So a decent chimney style range hood. I'm going to say you're probably about right, but 
Might be on the high side. Might be a bit high. Thousand bucks can probably do it. Yeah. I've seen decent ones for like six, seven hundred dollars. Uh, and there's all these shops that, you know, they ship them direct from China or whatever. And they have like a shitty little warehouse. Like there's a bunch at um, uh, near the Costco there at 403 in Dundas. Yes. Um, what's the street I'm thinking of? Anyways, a lot of home appliance and flooring. Like and Bristol Circle? No. Where are you talking Bristol. about? Yeah, in that area, yeah, though, yeah, but okay. there's one street. Anyways, <clears throat> you can go and pick something up for five, six hundred bucks there, but yeah. don't expect it to last. All right, so long. that's. So, thousand? Eighty-five. Eighty-five hundred. Up to eighty-five. Now you have the range. Range. Um, most people I find like gas. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's something to do. Or induction mm-hmm. is becoming more popular. Yep. I think for a, a decent range, if you if you've got a house in that price range, you've got to spend at least five grand. Ooh, wow, five grand, eh? I think so. Yeah, hmm. we're talking full gas range, so that's. I haven't I haven't shopped for appliances in a little while, other than the dishwasher. But um... Chris was looking recently, and I was looking at the stuff he was looking at. And it was five thousand uh, dollars for most of it. So this is like GE's higher end, right? Um, line, mm-hmm. um, but that's as an alternative. Like that's cheap if you're considering the option of going to Wolf, right? Because Wolf, you're I would think at least ten. Oh, you're getting up there when you go Wolf or uh, Sub Zero or any of the higher yeah uh, brands. But shop around. I don't know if you need to spend five grand um, on that type of house. I think three grand, thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, is is kind of where it should be. If the other appliances are kind of that mid range too, like if you're not blowing blowing all kinds of cash on the other stuff, don't don't put it all into the range. But if you do right. a lot of cooking, if you plan on being there for a while, if you want the warming drawer, or if you want the gas. Uh, five burner or especially if you want something with a, a grill or a griddle right uh depends how wide it's going to be if well if you're 30, going 36 inch if you're going big then go big right. and get a wider one yes and spend the money on doing it properly yep i think then you get more value but if you're just getting a 30 but, inch range but here you go if you're if you're getting a wider range you need a wider fan right so cost goes up there too. Yeah. But generally my, my, speaking, for these types of houses, this price point in these general areas, I don't think you'll get that money back. So I don't know. I'm torn because kitchens, kitchens sell. Of course. And well, you know my kitchen. I love having the five burner. Viking stovetop. Right. I use it like as much as you would use your stovetop. How much? Do you remember how much it was? That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, it was actually not that expensive. I think right now you can probably get it for about 3500 bucks, three grand. But that's just the stovetop. You right. still need a new range. The- Oven. Oven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not cheap. Um, 
But the, so let's go back before we get too sidetracked. The question is, is it worth it? Well, so we just priced it out. So what, where did we end up at? 85, so 13.5. 13.5 at five grand for your range. At five grand for your range. Plus taxes. Plus tax. Plus delivery, plus installation. Yeah. So you're probably around 16,000 bucks, 17,000. No. Six, oh, with tax, sorry. I'm missing yeah. tax. Tax, delivery, installation. I would think you could get it all for 15. Yeah. Do some negotiating. Do some negotiating. Delivery is going to be free. Yeah. Don't just walk into the store yeah. and pay what the sticker says. No. You know, if you guys need a connection, especially if you're buying a set, a full set. Yeah. If you need some tips on how to negotiate or you need a connection for appliances, we've got a few that we can help you out with. But um, yeah, negotiate. Don't go into the store and expect to just hand over your visa. They'll they'll oftentimes include things or take discounts on things or maybe even there's last year's models hanging around. You watching me peel the sticker off? Yeah, fuck, stop. I just need to fidget. I don't have a pen. Um anyway, is it worth it? Well, that's that's to us, that's kind of if you've got that twenty five hundred square foot home, it's a million dollar valuation, more or less. Um that's what you need to budget for, about 15 grand all in. If you're spending less, you are potentially turning buyers off, in my opinion, because you bought the cheap shit that they're well, going to want to replace. The, well, you have to be careful. I think the biggest thing is is just the look of it more than, and this goes, That's and true. there's a lot of people buying IKEA kitchens in multi million dollar homes, right? Like, so I think it goes, more about the visual than it is about the quality of it. Who's buying IKEA kitchens and multi-million dollar homes? <clears throat> There's lots of people doing it. I've seen Please it. give them my numbers so I can tell them they're stupid. <laughs> but no way. For sure. IKEA kitchen in a multi-million dollar home? Are you maybe you... not multi-million? I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I've seen them in like from one they to one point five. My friends over to my six thousand square foot house. They're like, most people. Oh, most people you have a beautiful kitchen. Is it from IKEA? <laughs> most people won't know. That's the point. So Are you I, kidding? I think what's more important is getting the. You can tell an IKEA kitchen, can't you? There versus a custom kitchen. Sure, in most cases, but not always. Depends on the house. I'm not. And it's talking... not that much cheaper. Let me tell you, IKEA. Okay, yes, you can go in there and pick and choose and, and spend five years putting the fucking thing together. Uh, but we've got a cabinet maker here in town that fabricates beautiful cabinetry yeah. uh, to your specifications. Like you give them, here's your, your design, here's the color. Like you can pick literally anything that you want. And it's coming out pretty close in price to that IKEA kitchen. I agree. So, anyways, it's just we don't. I was just saying, trying to get a point across, trying to convey that I think the look of it is more important in terms of resale in most cases, uh, in that price point than anything. So, making sure that you have a full size fridge that fills the space that's counter depth, making sure probably getting a you know a slide in range that looks more built in than uh, and just a so. Freestanding one. We have sold a number of homes in the last 12 months that have had extraordinary appliances. Yes. Really nice ranges, Wolf, Sub-Zero, whatever. I, it makes an impact and it's great for us because we use it in the marketing um, and it looks great in the property brochures and things like that. You don't get the value back. 
you don't get the value back. Uh, so unless you're doing it for your own satisfaction um, and you don't care about recovering costs at resale. Right. Um, but at a certain point, not in this price point, but in another price point, let's double it. If it's not those high-end appliances, it's frowned upon. Correct. Right? So, yeah. But at this price point, not so much. Yeah. You need a wolf range in that IKEA kitchen, don't that's, you? That's right. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. If you're, uh, if you, that's my opinion there. Spend under 15 grand, you're, you're kind of cheaping out a little bit. Uh, but to your point, unless you're getting that $15,000 package for cheaper. Yeah. Right. That's all perception sometimes too, right? Uh, if you're spending more, you're doing it for self-satisfaction, sell or the look or whatever. You're not really going to retain that value back in the resale. So you know, choose wisely. There are things that you're going to use. These are things you're going to use on a daily basis. Right. These are things you are going to use your appliances as much as anything else in your home. So if you're going to be there a while, have stuff that you like. Yeah. You know, shop around. Here's another pro tip. Shop around for the right fridge for your family. Because I got the side-by-side uh, -side fridge. You don't like it, do you? The freezer's too small, right? It is so narrow. Everything's narrow and it's long, right? So like even the fridge, instead of having things at eye level, you know, things get buried like below knee level or below waist level. Right. And so many times things go bad because they've, they've been hidden. Or you, or you forget, oh, we had sour cream, but it was on the bottom shelf in the back. Couldn't see it. Right. So it's like a chest freezer. Yeah. I mean, there are pros and cons to it though, for sure, because the ice and the water dispenser are in the freezer door. So the ice is always ice. It's that was actually one of the reasons I didn't get the ice and water in mine. Because if I did, it goes into the refrigerator door. Yes. And I heard there was problems with lots the of problems ice. with if the ice maker is in the fridge. Yeah. A lot of problems with it because it has to contain its own temperature in that system, uh, in in the ice making unit. And when you're closing the door, it's now got a lower temperature affecting it. Right. So the problem is that the the ice eventually melts just a little bit and then freezes again. You have this big clump of ice. Or you get leaks. Or you get leaks. Yeah. And and those systems also usually now, I think they've corrected it on some, a lot of the newer models. But if you open that door, it's like this big bulky oh, yeah. uh, thing that eats up a ton of space in, in the fridge. So I don't know. I love having the ice makers though. Yeah. I love I, it. I have one. I just want to I love I water. Oh. I use I, the ice all the time. I wouldn't be able to live without the, the water system. So uh, I just drink it out of the tap. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 65 of KT Confidential. If you want us to answer any questions on the next episode, go ahead and send us a comment. Leave us a comment. Send us a DM, whatever you want. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, follow iTunes. I think you covered it all. SoundCloud. YouTube, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google, Google, Insta. Peace.